So, a uh, very good evening. It's just coming up on 10 o'clock British summertime. I'm Justin McCartney, and the whiskey guru himself is to my left, some 45 miles away. How far away are you at the minute, Marty? I don't know, something like that? I'm sure it's 30, isn't it? 30, 30, something like that there. So tonight we've actually gotten in the time machine and we've gone right back to the days when everything was politically incorrect and yeah. uh, men were men and women were women. And we've uh, we've got a bit of everything tonight. We've got the, the kitchen sink basically tonight, don't we? we? Well, what we did, I decided we would do advertising and it kind of covers a whole, it, it kind of covers a whole sort of, um, shall we say, development process, and then it's kind of arched back myself. We'll get to that at a later juncture, so we will. So what are we going to start with? Uh, because you've had a busy week. You were at the uh, the uh, Belfast Whiskey Week uh, 2020. Yeah. Well, virtually you were there. You were actually there in person. But, uh... I'm there in spirit and, and, and soul. Um, no, on Monday I did a sort of marathon uh, whiskey tasting uh, it was 15, it was an introduction to Irish whiskey. And if anyone doesn't know, Belfast Whiskey Week has been running all week. It finishes tonight, actually. Um, and it was, my part was I did the, the introduction to Irish whiskey. So it was 15 whiskey producers, 19 whiskey tastings. It was six and a half hours. So quite a, a long stand up and a fairly decent shift. But I think everybody liked it. It was good crack. And I think the whole festival has been really, really good. Uh, and, and I think I think in some ways because of what's happened with the, the lockdown and so on, in some ways it was actually maybe better in certain respects than um, doing it live. Although next year, fingers crossed, there'll be certainly a lot more live events. But it, it worked. It worked for what it was what it was supposed to do. I, I must admit the online banter was, was uh, well, the crack was mighty, as we would say. So tell me yeah. this, Pars Dublin Whiskey, what's wrong with that advert? Nothing. These these are the original adverts. Now, when you think about it, the, the, the old adverts, really only, the only way a whiskey brand could um, make itself known was pretty much in a newspaper advert. So the old ones from really through the 19th century were literally just uh, Powers Whiskey written out and printed in a newspaper. Normally, what happened at that point was the distillery sold the whiskey to uh, bars or hospitality establishments, essentially. So they sold them to them and then they rectified them in some way. Normally, that's what they did. So what would have happened was the likes of Powers made an advert or the bar made an advert um, saying that they had got in six gallons of uh, Cumber whiskey. So you just changed that over. So this, is, this was the standard advert. This one that you've just put up is actually slightly further forward. Um, this was the advent then of, of printing... The, a bottle to look like what the bottle looked like. This was more to do then with the distillery themselves bottling their own product. Okay. Now, there's an earlier one there from uh, Dunville's where it's Napier and Dunville. Yeah, you see there's Dunville's there as well. Yeah. Uh, Dun 
you see this this sort of mismatch of old adverts now there's some of them sort of stand out a little bit more dumbbells there you can see just at the, the top left hand corner uh again all of these old uh adverts they're very sort of plain have a very sort of similar style to them the bottles don't look that much it does exactly what it says in the tin basically pretty much they, they were very limited in what they could do uh they, they were essentially just um stating that this is what we do now there wasn't a huge amount of imagination on it um as i say it, it really is just this is what they do Okay, then that pretty much happened all the way through the 19th century and into the 20th. So they had these um, works, of, these sort of drawings, very basic. The only other way that they would have had really of um, advertising their wares would have been, they would have put it up on, on the side of a wall. Now, the one you've just brought up there now, Napier and Dunville, that's the oldest one. And that's really from really way back. Uh, again, coal rain, 60,000 gallons, blah, blah, blah. That's essentially what they did. So these old adverts, they were they were just sort of your um, standard advert. When we move on a little bit further, they start to become a little bit more, shall we say, stereotypical. They start to develop their own kind of style. Uh, what I mean by that is you start to get towards the um, the later ones, the likes of this, your Highland fling, tartan wearing Highlander with <laughs> skin do. Uh, this, this became sort of typical um, whiskey ad for Scotland. In Ireland, it was Paddy on an Irish uh, with shamrocks all about the place. So. <laughs> Marty, Marty, that, that looks like you. That looks like <laughs> you. <laughs> <Is he> drunk? <laughs> <laughs> if anybody doesn't know the story of Paddy, Paddy whiskey, I, I had a taste of it on Monday. The story of Paddy whiskey is actually really, really worth finding out but the reason it's called Paddy it was named after a, a, a man a salesman called Paddy Flaherty it's really really worth finding out about um, but this you can see these sort of stereotypical uh, Paddy the Irish man and uh, Scotch the, the Scottish Highlander where you, see, you know his Claymore and his wee Scotty dog and all this kind of stuff this is really what all came in and around the, the, the sort of 40s, 50s, 60s, certainly these are a little bit later because they're in colour. But that's the sort of stereotypical um, advert. And it kind of became that stereotype that people just associated with these, these brands. They weren't really telling you anything about them. They weren't really telling you anything about what it was. They were just sort of setting out the, the, the sort of stereotypes, you know. I mean, old Angus there with the sheep and below his arm, and you could just imagine with a crook and that, you know, just yeah. But that's that's the way they were. Right. 
One of the game changers was Johnny Walker. I'll just move that out of the way. There's a reason I put that there, I must say later on. We have Johnny Walker. Okay. Now Johnny Walker is was established in, in uh, 1820. But in 1908, they adopted this distrading man. Now, Johnny Walker was an actual man. John Walker was a, a grocer who sold, uh, after his father died, um, he inherited a, a grocery shop and they, they sold some whiskey. Now, they, um, they adopted this striding man, a man called Tom Brown, did the first drawing of this on a uh, on a napkin, and they adopted this as a as a sort of symbol. Now you can see in this um, graphic here, you can see the evolution of it. It's been so around go, a long time, Marty, hasn't it? He has, and he's kind of went through a number of different developments, but it's still essentially the same thing. Now you have this this was now a recognisable brand. And long before you had sort of lots of other recognisable, you know, Ronald McDonald and that kind of thing, you had Johnny Walker. Now, to give you an idea of the power of advertising, Johnny Walker, obviously, I mean, it's a, a very it's a good product, without question, but Johnny Walker is the best-selling scotch in the world by a, a considerable margin. To put it into um, to <laughs> Valentine's, Valentine's, which you had on screen there a second ago, yeah, is the second best-selling scotch in the world. Yeah, okay? it sells eighty-nine million bottles a year. Roughly. That's a lot. That's a lot. A lot. That's, that's a huge amount. The number one. That's number two. So Johnny Walker, number one, sells. 227 million. So it's not even close. It's not even close. Or anywhere next or near close. Johnny Walker sells almost, almost over yeah, over a quarter of a billion bottles a year. Which you think about that, that's unbelievable. But it's you can't say that the the, the branding and, and the marketing doesn't matter because it really does. It makes a huge impact on the whole thing. And because of Johnny Walker um, and, the, and the, the, the strutting man, this became a very recognisable brand. Now, it's owned by Diageo now, as, as nearly everything else is. Um, but it, they, they own various distilleries, uh, and they inherited that when they bought Johnny Walker. Um, it is massively famous, and that style of branding, you can kind of see that evolution into a much more stylized thing now. Um, where it's a little bit more updated, and every so often it goes through a, a periodic change. But you can see why that would have caught on. You know, it's, it's a very sort of stylized image, instantly recognizable. Johnny Walker, well, it sort of again it does what it says in the tin, but it does it in a graphic form. Well, I better I better get round to doing some of the comments tonight because there's uh, been uh, double figures of them already tonight, and we've only been on ten minutes. Uh, Mark Kerr says, "Walk the walk, walk the walk." <laughs> yes, 
there's a uh, there's some other adverts later. I'll, I'll, I'll talk at the end about some of the the other adverts. Um, <laughs> uh, who else is saying hello? Trevor Watson is saying hello from Fermanagh. Remember, if you're watching, make sure you go to Irish Whiskey Reviews Facebook page. Just go on Facebook, type in Irish Whiskey Review. You'll go to the Prime stream on Irish Whiskey Review, uh, and we do have a, a new YouTube channel as well, which we'll get you to follow later on tonight. But uh, as well as that. Uh, uh, Julie says, evening, Marty, and Justin. What a great topic tonight. Yeah, fantastic topic it, it is tonight. And uh, listen, we've got, I've got to go and show you this hat again. Peter McCabe says, Patty's hat is much better than yours, Justin. We didn't we did go back and find Patty's hat, Patty's hat here. Uh, there, yes. Is that a Tamo, is that a Tamo Shanter, that hat, is it? Um, no. Is that no, a bowler? Um, I th think so. I don't yeah. know. I I am prepared to stand correct. You're the hat expert, Justin. I, I, I listen. I'm not a milliner. I'm not a milliner. I thought you were a whiskey guru, and you know what the hat is. I'm not a hat guru. You're the oh. one that you're the one that has brought the hat anti play during our our conversation. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's not a Tamil shunter, but I, I think it's more like a bowler style hat. Okay. But it. Uh, no, you you're the hat expert. I I bow to your superior knowledge on on all things hatage, you know. Uh, and uh, Tom Murphy says hello as well. Hello to you, Tom. If you have any questions about Marty, if you want to slag us off or comment on the adverts and the uh, paraphernalia and all the rest of it, it's pretty weird stuff tonight. Uh, what have we got coming up next? Because we, we we've got to we've got to keep this going because we've got uh, a, a photograph a minute to get through, uh, and we're we're. Uh, 15 minutes in, so we need to get a move on from Johnny Walker to this stuff. They used, now, they used to have these great things in, in all bars, clubs and restaurants, uh, things exactly. like that. Yeah, this sort of paraphernalia, this was another way of getting your branding out. What they did was they produced lots of stuff really for bars and pubs, which they gave to the barmen. And they would have given uh, the likes of ashtrays, uh, match strikers, um, whiskey jugs. I don't tend to have a lot of this stuff. In fact, I've very little of it. But the likes of these sort of um, Bushmills jugs. Um, but that was another way of getting your brand out to get it set up. But probably the most uh, expensive were the whiskey mirrors. Now, you'll see these. If you ever go to the Duke of York um, up in Belfast, You'll see them there. You'll see them up in uh, Orpheus. Now, you see that one you have on screen? I'll just hold that there for a little second. They, the mirrors are now... All of this stuff is very collectible. But the mirrors are the big expensive ones. The one you have on screen is up for auction in, I think it's Wednesday week. Uh, so I think, I think it's maybe the... the, the Something like the, the 11th, that sounds about right. Uh, uh, Victor Me Auctions. Now, this is from the Nuns Island Distillery, which closed many, many, many months ago. This is extremely rare. Now, if you are interested in these, you will have to have very deep pockets because the estimate for this, and I'm going to say it'll go for a little bit more than that, the estimate for it is between eight and twelve thousand euro. No. Uh, yes. 
Yes. Um, a Mitchell's uh, Christian Lawn uh, whiskey mirror sold last year, or sorry, two years ago, for €11,500. Now, if you ever go up, as I say, if you ever go up into the likes of Orpheus, which is the one above the hard bar, still owned by Willie Jack, he has lots of these, and he keeps the best ones for for up in there. And he has extremely um, valuable walls, was probably the best way I could put that. They are tens of thousands of pounds worth of glass hanging up on the wall, uh, including a couple of absolutely magnificent ones for McAllister's and Malamina, which I'm very envious of. But they are extremely expensive and getting more and more expensive by the day. Uh, so if you if you get well, what about wee jugs like that there and 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 trays like that? I I sold an ashtray the other day, a Carlsberg ashtray, and I got a few quid for it too, and I, and I thought it was wor worthless, you know. Well, you see, the likes of those wee trays. If you go on eBay, there's a lot a lot of those up for sale. Um, these will not be hugely expensive, but they're still probably talking. You know, 30, 40, 50 pounds. Um, some, the likes of the old cumber tray there, probably in excess of 100 pounds. What's that? T tin and, and sort of, uh, well, it's not galvanized, it's got uh, ceramic on it, does it? Yeah. Enamel, 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 enamel. I mean, it, it, there's actually a John Player special sign for cigarettes like that, that shape. And, and I know they're 200 to 250 quid themselves. Really? It's the same as everything else, Justin. What, one, a Hague ashtray might be worth a fiver, but there's probably one out there that's extremely rare, which is going to be worth an awful lot more money. All depends if someone's prepared to pay for it. But mm -hmm. all of that stuff is, is worth a few pounds. That's probably about 30, 40 pounds. Um, and there's hundreds of these about. Uh, as I say, this just, was... Just, old... just hold that one in and I'll zoom in on it for, for people. Wow. Right. Very nice. I've never seen that one before. Yeah, but, but the, I mean, they brought out loads of these. Um, and this was this would have sat in a bar. You still find them in pretty much every old Irish bar where they, you know, they stay add water to your whiskey. But this was their branding. This was them putting it up there, getting the bars to take it. It's not dissimilar to what happens today. Um, right. Many certain bars, uh, a couple of them in Belfast that have had makeovers in the, in the last little while, you'll see lots of branding from the likes of Bushmills and so on, who have paid, partially paid for the, for the upgrade of these things. So that's, that's kind of what they did. Um, but as I say, if you have any of this paraphernalia, uh, do check out what it's worth, because it might surprise you just how much some of it is worth. Um, Here's a very good comment that's come in, Marty. You can buy a lot of whiskey for a 10,000-odd uh, euro myrrh. Well, that all depends. Um, you wouldn't know, have been able to buy very much of that PX today because it all went like that. Bundles PX, but I've bought a bottle number two. You've drunk half of it already? No, no, that's, that's bottle number one. <laughs> bottle number two went and released today. Uh, there was 300 and something bottles, and they sold out in six minutes. So they did. And good on them because they deserve it. They they fabulous brand. But um, there was a whiskey released this week, Mark. Uh, Teelings have released a 37-year-old single malt, and they're looking €7,000 for it. Wow. So you'd only be able to buy one or two for that kind of money? 
Yeah, well, as long as you get one at sort of bargain price, you know, because <laughs> you can buy two of them. But you know, there's there's lots of, lots of this collectible stuff, and certainly the Irish whiskey stuff is becoming more and more collectible. So do do check out how much it's worth because it might surprise a lot of people. Um, so yeah. So so one of the things that they used to do, uh, and, and it's it's sort of gone in and come away again, and there's that great movie, Lost in Translation, which uh, Bill Murray just should have got the Oscar for. Uh, Scarlett Johansson was in it, uh, just being herself, uh, smoldering. And, and celebrities were used quite a lot to endorse things, weren't they? Yes, they do lots of celebrity endorsements. This is an old practice method. Uh, now you've, you've got Joe Louis. And I, I put Joe Louis and there's one by Jack Dempsey uh, because whiskey always wanted to appear manly and sort of butch, you know? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, Proper 12. What does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. This is this is Conor McGregor's whiskey. <sighs> yes. Now, all of these other bottles are open. This one isn't. Mm -hmm. Do you know do you know why? Because oh. it'll be worth money one day. No, because it's awful. <laughs> it's, <laughs> hey, yeah. Hold on a minute here. I, I think it's brilliant and I haven't tasted it. Yeah. Well, but I guess he chinned an old boy because the old boy wouldn't drink it. I don't know what he's going to do to the whiskey reviewers because pretty much everyone I know think, think it's awful. Um, I have a, a friend down in the North Coast who, well, he's a hard man to please. And uh, what he calls it as proper number two. <laughs> he used it as toilet paper. <laughs> oh, boy, you, you are bad. You, uh, you, you, you are absolutely terrible. Terrible. Yes. Trust me. So, very, very bad. So, so there's but, other people. I mean, who's this? Old Crow? Who's that endorsing that? That's Mark Twain. Mark Twain. Um, lovely. Mark Twain's family. From from uh, originally from the province, the Clements were from up round near Bally Castle direction. Um, so he, he liked his Irish whiskey. Um, on the, the UlsterWhiskey.com Facebook page, I have a little quote from Mark Twain up there because I do think he's hilariously funny. Um, it is just uh, they get the obviously it's the same as ever not they get famous people to come in and do whiskies. Um, so you have Joe Louis, you have one of Jack Dempsey there, but you also have Bob Dylan, he makes a whiskey. Um, Orson Welles there. Bob Dylan makes heaven. Uh, Who's that Bell. name with Orson Welles? You think he could have pulled somebody better than that? <laughs> I, uh, I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> But I think that's I think you're being a bit on PC there yourself now, Justin. I think that's No, I'm just being I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. Uh, mm. and it looks a bit like you and drag, actually, Marty. Justin, you know what Conor McGregor done to that old boy? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I tell you, what a classic, what a classic. What else have we got? There's Jack Dempsey's there. Jack Dempsey. Now, Bob Dylan, uh, Metallica have their own uh, brand out, uh, Blackened Whiskey. Hey, there's Sean. Bond. Bond's always going to have one. He's, you know, if you're going to get somebody endorsed, Sean Connery would be, uh, you know, he's he's going to be the guy you would want, you know. He's, he's 90 now, do you know that? Man, I, he's a, he, I think he's in a bad way, if I'm totally honest. I don't think he's 
I don't think he's very fat. Uh, um, but but spending all his life on a on a in the Bahamas, uh, crying for Scottish independence. <laughs> I think about it. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I, I um, rappers run on it now. So Drake, the Canadian rapper, he has a brand called um, Virginia Black, and probably this is not necessarily a big celebrity that people would know, but a guy called uh, Walton Goggins, who's an actor. Never heard of him. Uh, well, you see, if you've ever watched a show called Justified, it's just fabulous. I don't go too far on. Stay in the yeah. thing. Yeah. It's, uh, if you ever watched Justified, he plays uh, a guy in it, and it's, just, it's a fabulous show. I, I absolutely adore it. But I will just touch on this as well. This is the Pogues, the band, the Pogues. Um, they're, they're single malt. He's had his teeth done, you know, and he looks doesn't look right. Aye, well, he could do be getting his whiskey done as well, because this isn't great. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we're, we're getting some comments in tonight about the celebrities. Uh, Trevor Watson <laughs> says you're working well tonight. Aye, we're getting we're going to get them done over. Uh, Mark Kerr's <laughs> laughing. Uh, and it's, man, it's absolutely awful whiskey. Remember to comment, like, and share if you're enjoying the show. Shows your friends. Can you yeah. hit that share button, hit that like button, and hit the comment button on the Irish Whiskey Review live stream. So, yeah. uh, uh, how, how you're least, Justin? That's what uh, Mark says. I tell you. Oh, boy. Julie says uh, the banter and the adverts is unbelievable. Listen, we haven't got the best adverts tonight. Uh, Julie, we haven't got the adverts that involve women. They're good. Okay. They are good. They're, they're, they're so bad, they're good. That's probably a bit it. But we'll, talk, we'll do... I, I, I think this story's hilarious. Uh, Duffy's, right? A man called Walter Duffy bought the, the Rochester um, distillery. And he he started labelling it as being medicinal, right? Now he said that he, this was in about the eighteen seventies about the company. So this is around the turn of turn of the the nineteenth twentieth century. And he said it was it was whiskey, but it was pure malt, but it was medicinal. And, and he claimed to have saved. It was 40 million lives or something. It was one of the adverts. Uh, four, four million lives he saved with it. Right? Now, he said it was endorsed by medical professionals, doctors, nurses, wrestlers, people who were 103, or sorry, 108. Um, and he had all these... I mean, but the, none of these people were actually ministers. None of them were uh, doctors or nurses or anything. So what he did was, he he ended up he got sued, uh, and he got, he got sued for libel because he just used photos of random people. And, <laughs> <laughs> and this girl said, "This girl said, I, I'm not I'm not a nurse and I don't drink whiskey." So she sued him for libel. Now he ended up it went to the Supreme Court and he lost, but he, he came out better than he was. But he came out better than. He uh, then he went in. I know because he sold more, even though he had to pay the expense of the, the, the thing. Right. Yeah. He, he declared a bit of the thing bankrupt and did all that kind of jazz. And uh, <laughs> he just picked, he just picked these two random 
random women and said they were nurses that love his whiskey cured them of all, all manner of ailments. Now he said he said that it could cure influenza, grape, malaria, all of that stuff, and it was all just nonsense. But <laughs> so uh, somebody, Mark Kerr says, does it cure COVID? And where can <laughs> I buy a bottle of Duffy? Is Duffy still about, Marty? I don't think it is. Um, if it is, maybe going to maybe going to make a reappearance again. But uh, Duffy's, you see one there. They weren't the only one at it. Now you'll see there, yeah, jumping through. This here's whiskey and quinine. Um, yeah, that, that that might that might have a. I mean, I'm not <laughs> saying it does, but there was somebody saying stuff to do with uh, malaria, uh, and and uh, malaria spray was uh, sort of partially yeah. effective against the. Uh, yeah. sort of, Sort of uh, the coronavirus. Absolutely, it could very well be. But the thing, what, what happened with Duffy's and some of the other ones that were doing this, including Jameson. Jameson declared that they were, um, like a medicinal product as well. Yeah. Now, yeah. What? Uh, a man called Samuel Hopkins Adams wrote uh, an article. He wrote a series of articles called "The Great American Fraud" in 1905. And he pointed out that Duffy's and all these other, but what we would call now sort of snake oil salesmen, they were yep. they were guys who made these outlandish claims that these things could cure all manner of stuff um, and so on and so forth. When the reality was, that whiskey has a medicinal properties, but I'll get to that in a little minute. But hey, there's a fantastic one there: chicken yeah. cock aged in wood <laughs> for medicinal use. That, uh, there's a lot of women would like that. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. No, it, uh, it's 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 one of those things that makes these outlandish claims. Uh, so in 1906, the, the US government brought in the uh, Pure Food and Drug Act, basically saying that you had to have at least some uh, medical backup. You had to have some you can't just say, oh, whiskey cures um, TB and, and colic. You know, you, you can't do this. So they brought in that. There was lots of other stuff. It was about the importation of different foods and stuff like that as well. But, uh, I mean, the reason Duffy's was sold in a brown bottle was because it was meant to look like a medicine. Duffy actually got his whiskey sanctioned as a medicine, which meant... Even though it was basically pure whiskey, it meant he didn't have to he didn't have to pay any liquor taxes on it. He was a smart cookie, so he was still selling and making money on it anyway. Well, Hopkins Adams actually wrote in in his in his trees that this stuff pretends to cure lung and throat illnesses when it, when it doesn't. Um, and it's especially liked by people in the temperance movement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, uh, I know. the hypocrites, you mean, the hypocrites. Listen, we're halfway through tonight. We'd better give a mention to where you can find the archive of all the videos because it gets hard to find on Facebook. So you've, you've set up this fantastic new uh, YouTube page, and it's called... Irish Whiskey Review. There it is there. And uh, it is... Uh, all of the dozen or so last uh, broadcasts are there. 
and uh, that's where you should go if you want to uh, sort of catch up on them. Make sure you subscribe, hit the subscribe button. Subscribing doesn't cost any money. It just means you can find all the videos there and the latest one, and you can also watch it live uh, there uh, if you want as well. Simple as that. That's how to do it. Uh, remember to comment, like, and share this stream so all your friends and family and whiskey colleagues get to know about this as well. Where are we heading next, Marty? Because we're heading into the sort of the bizarre field. No, I need I need to stay on the, the on the, the whiskey medicinal thing because I'm making light of this. But mm -hmm. whiskey was during prohibition and we've touched on this before. Whiskey was prescribed. No, don't be going to the bizarre ones just yet, Justin. Okay. Uh, yep. Whiskey was prescribed as a medicine. Um really as uh, for medicinal purposes. But there's lots of, of advocates for this. Um, for example, Nikolai Tesla said that whiskey, if he drank whiskey in certain measures, would keep him alive till he was 150. He didn't live to 150, but <laughs> I mean, Churchill drank, well, he drank a lot of Johnny Walker, actually, uh, pretty much all day. <laughs> The oldest living person in Britain was a woman called Grace Kelly. Uh, or Grace Jones, sorry, Grace Jones. Uh, I got mixed up between the movie star and, and the, the 1980s uh, singer. <laughs> Grace Jones, she said that drinking whiskey was was what kept her living until she was 113, I think she lived to. And a man called Henry Allingham, who was the oldest man to have um to live longest after the first world war he he, he was the last surviving uh, person who had fought at the battle of jutland he lived to 113 and i do love people when they say stuff like this he was asked when he was like 110 what had kept them going so long and he said cigarettes whiskey and very bad women so uh yeah so Whiskey, whiskey, I know certain people who, whose doctors have told them, if you drink a little bit of whiskey, it's quite good for you. It's very good for you in, in some regards. Too much, obviously, drink responsibly. Um, but it does it, it, uh, it does have a sort of tonic effect. So it does. <laughs> now, we'll head over to some of the more bizarre and, uh, well... Well, hopefully we'll do the bizarre ones and then a bit more of the, <laughs> the utterly horrendously sexist ones. I, I, I didn't actually think these were real, Marty, but they actually are real. Yes. Who wears the trousers? <laughs> it shows you a man and a woman standing on the left-hand side. She's got no wears... pants on. She's no pants on. <laughs> and then she turns around and she has to take her pants off. <laughs> Who on earth thought this was a good idea? I mean, it's just utterly bizarre. I mean... What on earth were they thinking? I mean, these days, these days, if you come out with something like that, you would quite rightly be absolutely ridiculed and probably, probably jailed. I mean, it's nuts. There's another one there. Well, hold hold on, I, I want to say it. The good guys are always on the white horse. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you like that? Did you, did you like that one? <laughs> oh, it's just cringe beyond belief. There's uh, one there, the Johnny Walker one. Um, I'm fake him find it. Oh, hold on. Even a lady could learn to like soft whiskey. 
It's not hard. I never, I didn't read that one before. Yeah, you can, I can <laughs> listen. Offcom is going to be an ass after, uh, even for showing this. I can't keep a straight face. Well, I don't, horrendous, absolutely horrendous. But there's, there's, there's a, another one, the Johnny Walker one. Uh, this, this is drink old hickory. You can, you can keep your man. Sort of thing. I don't know what they're supposed to be doing. Well, old hickory is actually, obviously, if you look closely, it is the seventh president of the United States of America, Andrew Jackson. There he is. Andrew. He hails from Carrick Fergus. Uh, there you yeah. go. Do, do, do we have what's what's this one? That's a soft one again. Pick up a teacher. <laughs> pick up a, pick up a teacher. teacher. Hold on a minute here. Hold on a minute here. Julie Mason thinks the YouTube channel looks great. Love the new logo. Pick up a oh, teacher. You. There you go. <laughs> pick up a teacher. Now it just so happens that the teacher was wearing a mini skirt. <laughs> you know. Well, he was thinking these were good ideas. So basically, this this. This is offensive in so many levels because you've got the Scottish guy wearing the kilt and a Tamil shanter. <laughs> basically abducting a teacher who's dressed like she's going to, to a Halloween party. <laughs> it's just awful. You know, I mean, who thought these were a good idea? You know, I, I, I don't know, but some of them are good. I've got, what's that? Hey, listen, what about this? Never go to a bachelor's pad alone. <laughs> that 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 looks like a group. That looks a group. Looks like a group of a particular sex. There. That that definitely does. De well, definitely de definitely does. That that's that's far out, Murray. I can hardly believe that. You know. But the implication is: don't go to a bachelor. Don't go to a bachelor place because something might happen. To you don't never go. <laughs> 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 what is this here? Uh, yeah. Every man should have an imp. Is that not a car? He can <laughs> call it one. It's just awful. And it's, I mean, it's nowhere near the worst. I mean, we're, we're, we're heading towards the worst one, which is just. It's a prostitute. Uh, yeah. Now, this is a historic one because whiskey and prostitution, I, I touched on this in the whiskey and women one. So this was part to do with the um, one of the reasons the prohibition was able to, to pass was because there was this association between whiskey and the separation of of the sort of family, but you also had then this the the the, the idea that the medicinal stuff was was ridiculed and all these false accusations and claims. So the prostitution thing, they, they decided that uh, the best way for for whiskey to be marketed was by associating it with prostitution, which is probably not a great way to go, to be honest. Um, but, I mean, they're just horrendous. Now, there's loads of these, but do you have the, the, the Evan Williams one? Uh, is that it? Yes. This is the one. This is just... This is so wrong on so many levels. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even the same person. It's just before aging and after aging, Evan Williams... Evan Williams. Oh, hold on! I have to do. I have to do this one in my advert voice because it says, "The longer you wait, the better it gets." Evan Williams, age longer to taste smoothest. I mean, it's basically like, oh, hang on, 
if you drink Evan Williams, you don't have to be a paedophile. Is that? I don't know, but, but it's pretty bizarre. But obviously, the girl in the picture must be over the age of uh, legal yeah. consent drink in 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 the markets. In we hope, we hope, because because. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't want the federal advertising allergies. You can come and look at me. Uh, you know, uh, I believe they're quite busy in Portland, Oregon tonight. But anyway, um, let me see. Uh, I had a helmet imp. Not too many women chased me. Then maybe again, not the car. He's not. He's not. He's not. You know, whatever. What is that Southern Comfort? Was it? That I put up. It's, it's just. I think I put down a few of these, but there's loads of these sort of hor horrifically sexist adverts, where it is just like, you're a man, you can drink whiskey and <laughs> kidnap women. <laughs> you know, Peter McKean thinks with my voice, good luck with the James Bond editions. <laughs> Thank you very much. The name's Bond. James Bond. I don't, I, I can't do it. You see, I need the toupee to, to, to have the hair. Let me see. <laughs> Listen, this is what Julie says. Those are so bad, all you can do is laugh. Yeah, that's all you can do. Yeah. And, and Frank Hearn says, the problem uh, is what's good for you and what you drink. Yes. Yes, that's true. And Mark Kerr's asking tonight, we, we may or may not have time tonight because we've got quite a, uh, we've got about 18 more. No, we've got. 12 more photographs to get through. Mark Kerr says he sees a bottle of Silky there, Marty. If you get a chance, what do you think of it? Okay, so he's probably going to get to that uh, tonight at some time. Where are, we, where are we heading now, Marty? We're probably going to go to some just sort of bizarre ones. Um, I mentioned that there's a Johnny Walker one um, and, and some of the bizarre ones. Basically, it's, uh, it's this guy, basically, he's holding a bought a red label and um, yeah <laughs> let's fake it through the day so as i mean the implication here is just drink johnny water all day and nobody will know <laughs> do it in secret so, <laughs> <laughs> would that make you buy a bottle of that, that, that whiskey no <laughs> of course it wouldn't because well I, I, drinking whiskey all day <laughs> Looking as subtle light as this, Egypt, it's probably not a good way of doing things, you know. But, uh, no. And there's a few other sort of really bizarre ones there. Um, Let me see. Uh, what idiot changed the Shiva's <laughs> Regal bottle again? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't really uh, that's, ne that's negative advertising and <laughs> uh, against yourself. Sometimes that can work. I think one of the tired people said, we're the other people, and they had a very similar name to the other company. Uh, and somebody else had a slightly negative advertising. I think it was one of the car rental ones. You know, uh, I don't think that's going to work. No, it probably, it probably doesn't work, that one. Uh, let me see. Uh, prepare to be underwhelmed. That's negative advertising for Four Roses for, uh, rose Premium. Four Roses Premium. Yeah. And yeah, they, they they most certainly are, That's, you know, sitting there in Erdogan. You know, they sort of went from um, Joe Louis, boxer, fighters, through to 
horrendously sexist to oh you can drink drink four roses and play a play a piano and a cardigan. You know, that's they sort of take a massive swing, you know. Yeah, that's what I just smooth Canadian. I just think it's a bit she could have put her hand in a less strategic place, I think. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's this macho man with the, the girl draped over man that looks like she <laughs> he's in a white horse. He's a mighty in a white horse, Marty. Uh, what was this one here? Bushmills, the whiskey that spit spans the generations gap. I, I see I'm, what they're trying to do there, but it doesn't really work that, does it? So that's going back right. to a, a dandy in the 1660s or something like that. There again, uh, it is just a bit bizarre, if I'm honest. Um, yeah. I don't really, but it's not. The the the, the M. Williams one's just horrific. Yeah, it definitely is. That definitely comes under the category sexist. Yeah, uh, uh, and this next one definitely comes under the the category of bizarre. So uh, yeah, yeah, there's some real bizarre ones there. Uh, we better run through some of the comments tonight before we uh, yep. go mm-hmm. full circle. Slauncher bottoms up. That seems pretty normal to me. That one. But this is by Brown Foreman, and it's about it's about talking about Brown Baru, and it's not it's Kentucky whiskey, and it, I don't know what it's supposed to be like Irish whiskey, but it's bourbon and Brown Baru. I mean, most I would imagine with the best well in the world, most people in the states aren't going to know what who Brian Baru was. Excuse me. So you better you better explain to people who Brian Baru was because he was actually uh, the father of. Uh, no, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. You tell them. That's he was. Wrong. He was the. Uh, he ended up. He was the, the king of all Ireland. Um, he expelled the Vikings from Ireland. So he was. A, he's a very well. Uh, Battle of Clontarf, and he, he's he's buried up in Armagh. Um, so he he was a very uh, famous Irish king. So what he's got to do with bourbon is really really beyond me, but. Uh, anyway. All right, there, there's James Moira Doherty saying it's Eric Morgan. That must be mean you're Ernie Wise, uh, Marty. No, that's that's the, uh, the 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 Johnny Walker one. You know the guy with the <laughs> that boy. <laughs> it looks a bit like Tom Hanks, but he wasn't about then. That's just a generic actor. I'm not sure that's anybody famous. Uh, no. well, and then, and then Peter McCabe says, I didn't realise uh, James Bond was from County Antrim. No, 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 no. I think he's from Invergordon or somewhere like that. Uh, and uh, James Moore Doherty has to add in, uh, the toupee never stopped Connery. <laughs> <laughs> toupee never stopped Connery. Uh, no. Yeah, you, you have to laugh. You have to laugh at those ones. Uh, you, you do. It's, a, it's, it's rather, rather bizarre uh, it's stuff that's been on over the years, you know. So where, where, where do we get to go now? Uh, where do we get to go now? Anywhere fantastic? Because we, we've gone full circle. We've got about 10 minutes this, left tonight. So we well, can squeeze a few more in. What I want to talk about. It's now kind of come a little bit full circle again, especially in the Irish whiskey category, because you now have these, I call them Lazarus brands. They're, they're brands that sort of hark back to uh, Irish whiskey brands that disappeared that people have bought over and resurrected again, if you like. So you have a couple of pictures of McConnell's, I think. 
um, which was a, a Belfast brand. This is the new bottle, and there is an old bottle. And you can see how they've just sort of copied pretty much exactly the same labelling. Tyrconnell is another one that's done this. Um, and also Dunville's, which I think I've copied. Uh, the, I, the bottling and everything. Nope, you're going a bit far. Uh, uh, I, I want to save that one till the end. Yes. Uh, Basically, the, what's happened is to give, and, and in some regards, I can see why, totally see why they do it, but uh, I think a lot of people need to sort of stop doing it, bringing back these old labels um, as such, because to me it seems, for big companies certainly, it seems a little bit lazy to, to have uh, to resurrect these old brands. But they're bringing back kind of uh, the same styling, the same lettering, the same... The problem is, Marty, problem mm -hmm. is, Marty you, if you wanted to call something, if you were to come up with the name of a whiskey, a brand new name... Yeah. Amount of money, time, and effort you would have to put into that in just focus groups alone and trying to find a name. Like, we should have a competition. Name name a new whiskey. Name a new whiskey. Uh, I mean, the thing is, there's there's ways of doing it and there's ways not to do it. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I totally get why people do it. it it's it's it gives a sort of instant uh, history, if you like. Uh, the way Donvilles do it's really good. Um, Sir Connell. It pays homage to to the whole thing as well, but you have these resurrection brands, these brands that have, if you like, come back from the grave, and uh, they are all popping up. But I discovered one that probably won't pop up anytime soon, uh, the Frankfurt Distillery. Um, I, so think I, it, doing... I think it will, it'll definitely that'll make a comeback. I don't see it making any comeback anytime soon. Swastika whiskey. <laughs> you, do, you do know in somewhere like India uh, that would go down well because they have the swastika going the other way, or is that the yeah. right way? I can't remember which way. That that's the Nazi way, but if it goes the other way, that's a, 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 a religious symbol from India of some sort. Yeah. It's a Hindu and it's a Hindu and Buddhist symbol, and it basically meant uh, if you like the wheel of life. Um, but I don't see that. I think it's become a bit of a toxic brand. If I'm totally honest, Justin, you're going to have to spend an awful lot on focus groups to bring that back again. As a, as a, <laughs> you're going to have to, you're going to have to be one charming man to get that back. So I don't see it coming anytime soon. It would, but, yeah, there, there's the old bottle there. Look at that one there. Plastic of whiskey bottled <laughs> in bar the Frankfurt <laughs> Distillery, Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> just no, I don't see it coming back anytime soon. But no, I don't really. see there is these these old bottlings that are coming back, uh, and and that you can see why they're doing it. You know, so that's kind of the, a quick skip through the whole um, uh, advertising. I know there's not the most detailed, but it kind of it's, it's just a bit of a laugh as much as anything else. Um, but there are some new whiskey adverbs that are really, 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 really good and some other bizarre ones as well. I'll put the Macallan one where you have like Icarus flying about is just beyond bizarre. Uh, the Glendalough one for St. Kevin is like a mini game of 
Thrones episode. Uh, it's it's brilliant. So we'll put we'll put both of those in the comments below this. You know, we'll, we'll post them in below. Uh, they're on YouTube and they are the Glendalough one. I think is really it's really good. It's really dramatic. I touched I touched that uh, on uh, on that one before. Mm-hmm. Here's one here. It says Frank Hearn says rebrand Frank's. Frank's FN whiskey. Frank, Frank Fra- Frank's FN whiskey. Don't know what. Frank Frank Frank, Frank and Furder's whiskey. I, I don't get that one. Frank. Oh, you mean uh, you want it re- rebranded with your name, Frank Hearn's whiskey? Oh, hey, um, oh, fancies it himself. All right, yeah. yeah, you can get away with that. You could call it. You could call it Frankenstein whiskey, and that would work. Yeah. Maybe maybe not. I'm Frank Whiskey. That would probably that would probably be a better one. You could get away with selling it. You know, probably could. I think her <laughs> her uh, museum and estate would have something to say to say about that. Well, well that has oh. that must have been uh, one of the most bizarrest weeks we've ever had, Marty. <laughs> no, th- just while we're here, I want to congratulate James Doherty for this week. The Silky decided they got their. Uh, stills running, and they distilled their own whiskey this week. So, a big round of applause! This this isn't the silky. This is the dark silky. All right. Uh, this is a mixture of peated uh, malt whiskey, uh, unpeated malt whiskey, and also grain whiskey. And um, it's very good. It's very good. And it like. The ordinary silky this is growing on me even more. Uh, when I op- when I opened the first bottle of silky, I, I was kind of indifferent to it, but as I went down it, it seemed to get better and better and better. And this is kind of doing the same thing. So a big round of applause! I, I, I uh, James has now become the thirty third whiskey distilling distillery in Ireland. So big round of applause! Well done. That's pretty good. Pretty good going there. You yes. don't you don't have that one uh, that uh, Mark Kerr wants you to try tonight, do you? Handy, do you know? Well, it's the silky, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Give right. give, give a twirl and give us a, give us a your experience of it. I, this I reviewed this a couple of weeks ago, and I I give it a seven out of ten. I would probably give it an extra mark now because I like it more uh, since I wrote the, the article. Um, I, I think I think it's very very good. Uh, the the dark is better than the other one. It's a bit of a mismatch or a bit of a mashup of different styles of whiskey. Um, and in some ways, you kind of think it shouldn't work. I compare it to like a, a, a jazz band. You know, everybody sort of doing their own thing, but it it works quite well uh, at times. I'm not a big jazz fan, uh, but. That's what I sort of compared it to, uh, but it works. Um, uh, it's it's very good. Okay, and uh, if you want to go there, obviously you can find their uh, there's their page, uh, sleeve league there as well. Uh, that's how to find it. That's their uh, lovely Facebook page there. Uh, it's good news. Thirty thirty three. I mean, it, there's an entire year's worth of programming. If we were to go around every single one of them, we would. Uh, we, we, we would take us a long time to uh, visit all these fantastic uh, distilleries, Marty, wouldn't it? The rate they're opening up at, uh, it could be like 
Pentonforth Bridge, we could be on. We, we could be the Kane and Kung Fu, <laughs> Kung Fu series. We could be on or on the road for forever. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good comments coming in here. There's Mark Kerr saying, "Wow, 33rd." Uh, I have to say, I bought a bottle and quite enjoyed it. That's a that's a good endorsement. Bear in mind that everything that appears on here, it isn't paid for. It isn't endorsed. Uh, you know. Unfortunately, we, we don't have a new Mercedes. It's a new Audi sitting out the front. No, we don't have any of that. Uh, you know, we, we're doing this for the kudos of uh, keeping whiskey in uh, the zeitgeist of the, of the moment. Uh, I'm about laugh too. I, 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 I like to keep these things lighthearted. If, if we can get a laugh going, that's the, that's the main objective. If we can have a bit of information and a bit of a crack and a laugh, is, is um, exactly so uh, we're going to wrap up here unless you have any last minute questions we'll run through the the final of the mentions coming in because there's a wee bit of delay on that we've noticed uh trevor watson says uh wonderful show tonight thanks and cheers yep bottoms up to you uh peter mccabe says great show tonight and uh there's uh james <laughs> yeah moira doherty saying thank you thank you very much for that uh, and then uh, another one coming in tonight. Uh, there, uh, what's this? The suggestion G Justin and Marty in a camper van touring all the Irish distilleries would make a great TV show. There, you, there, you, there you go. There you go. Uh, so Alley Cats TV, there you go. If you want us to do the TV show, we're available. All right, we're available uh, for I'm really fun in a camper van in this sort of this is weather for whiskey indoors, this isn't it tonight. I think what we should do, Justin, is get you know one of those um, traveller caravans with a horse and cart at the front. Me and you, one of them, heading around the country, drinking uh, whiskey. That would be that would be an adventure. I don't know because I actually hate horses uh, and <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't particularly like caravans. Although I would fancy a boat. We could we could get on a super yacht and go round the Scottish Islands and do the Scottish distilleries. Now that appeals to me. That that. <laughs> That appeals to me, I must admit. Uh, I think we're likely to get the horse and cart, if I'm honest. Here, listen, a small camper van, though, to create some tension and crack. <laughs> here, listen, Marty would be staying in the camper van, and I'd be staying in the nearest hotel. All right. All <laughs> that, right. That, that, that's what would be happening. Uh, there's Yelfer saying, tons of fun. Uh, I'd buy a whiskey called Silky. Yes, should we explain what a silky is, Marty? Does people know what a silky is? Silky is basically uh it's kind of like a mermaid uh found in Donegal. They're found all over the place. This legend's found all over the place. And they uh they they, they used to lure sailors down in, come to me, you know. Um personally I've never been drunk enough. Well, I'll say that, but I don't think I've ever been drunk enough where I would go in with a half woman, half fish. But I wouldn't bring enough. <laughs> Oh, you're not going to believe it. Somebody's actually volunteered the camper van for us. Yes, uh, my <laughs> sister has a camper van, but luckily she's going to France in it for a month. Uh, so uh, we don't have a camper van at our disposal. So she wouldn't let me in anyway. Uh, she'd be worried about about uh, £100,000 of whiskey being imported from France in our number plates on the, on the, on the vehicle. Oh, boy, there we go. Yes, that's Hi. about it for tonight. Uh, thank you very much for watching. Remember, we want you to go and to this uh, uh, sort of YouTube page. Uh, 
like it, we need 100 likes before we can label it the Irish Whiskey Review. If you Google my name or Marty's name or whiskey or ulsterwhiskey.com or whatever, you will be able to find it and watch uh, all the videos are on there. All, there's a dozen videos in there, and there's a lovely introduction by Marty as well. So uh, that's about it. Uh, say bye-bye, Marty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everybody.